0: Outside of the church often look at Jesus and say things like, Jesus was all about love and unity. Why are you Christians always saying that things are sinful? Just be accepting like Jesus was. And there's some truth there, sort of, to be sure. Jesus obviously spoke a lot about love. He spoke against self-righteousness and judgment that would look down on others. He was accepting towards sinners to be certain, although he was certainly not accepting towards their sin. But even so, it's an oversimplification to say that Jesus was just all about love and unity, as we'll see in today's verses. Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 39 says, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. So very interestingly, Jesus here doesn't actually seem to be all about unity at all. I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword, he says. Does this mean that Jesus was pro-violence, as some have suggested? not likely at all. The context seems to be specifically about families. Jesus will be a source of conflict within families. He will be divisive. I have come to bring division even to families, the most closest of relationships, he's saying. Not that Jesus wants division or is seeking division necessarily, but his coming will just inevitably lead to it, as some will receive him and turn their lives towards him, and some will reject him and turn their lives away from him. Many of us know from our personal experience that our being a Christian has certainly caused division with some of our unsaved family members. It's inevitable, and there's actually some comfort in what Jesus says here. These conflicts are not necessarily our fault. Jesus is the reason for the division to the family. Jesus also says that if you love your family more than me, you're not worthy of me. Likely a bit of Jewish rabbi hyperbole at work. Deliberate exaggeration, since of course we're still called to love our families. However, Jesus is to be the most important dominating factor in your life, if he is Lord of your life, more than even your family. Loving your loved ones is still crucial, but nothing is more important than loving Christ in our lives. And so he calls us to take up our cross. Remember, we've been talking over the last many days about persecution coming because of the gospel. So we are to pick up our cross, we are to embrace the way of suffering for the sake of the gospel. Jesus had to suffer in order to do what was right in God's eyes, and we may have to suffer to do the right thing as well. We're very Christ-like when we do this. And Jesus reminds us again that life is on the line, the emphasis not being our earthly life. Even if you lose your life on earth, you've gained eternal life. If you try to hold on to your earthly life by denying Jesus, you're going to lose eternal life, infinitely more important. So be willing to lose your earthly life in order to find a better eternal life. It's the better life to cling to, for sure. Take some time for reflection as you go about your day today. Where are you taking up your own cross? Where are you embracing suffering or persecution for the sake of the gospel? We don't need to search for it, but if, it, if it's not anywhere in our lives, we should give some serious thought as to why that is as we go about our day today.